Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. Our guest today is Tracy Wilson Rossman, founder of Tex Girls, a nonprofit that inspires middle school girls to embrace the power of technology. Tech Girls offers free interactive workshops led by industry professionals, community leaders, and students. To date, 20,000 girls in 20 countries have attended workshops. Tracy is also the founding member and chief marketing officer of Chariot Solutions, a leading Philadelphia area enterprise application and mobile development consulting firm. Welcome, Tracy. Thank you so much for having me. You know, we have so many women that listen on Wednesday mornings to sort of hear, what are other women doing and and where am I and and what can I do to give back? So I would love to just begin our conversation today by asking you sort of back to the basics of what inspired you to start and be a founder of Tech Girls. Well, I'd like to just start off by saying that I've been an advocate for women who work outside the home. I think it's it's important to have those opportunities. So Tech Girls came out of my sort of path into the technology field. I helped found Cherry Solutions. We just turned 18 years old. I call us like a teenage startup. And yeah, congratulations. 18 years. That's amazing. 18 years. Amazing. Yes. And when you think back, when you think back of women in technology 18 years ago, that's beyond impressive. So I am the only woman on the management team. I was one of two women on the founding team. And my background is really in industries that have been more either mixed men and women or very women oriented. So to come into the technology field and really be the only woman in most meetings that I'm in, internally and externally, had me scratching my head. So it took me a little bit of time to start going, okay, why are we not seeing more women come through our recruiting pipeline? We start there. Like, this is a really exciting field. I'm working with really smart people. I have flexible schedule. We're doing interesting work. So there's a disconnect someplace. It took several years for me to do the research to have a better understanding because my background is, of course, marketing and research and understanding what I'm selling is very important. And what I learned was that at ninth grade, there were two studies that were done, one in 2000 and one in 2005. And honestly, up until this point, we haven't seen much of a, of a change that girls are self-selecting out of technology careers around ninth grade. So we're, Tech Girls is coming into its 11th year. So we're looking probably about 12, 13 years ago when I started to do the research. And what I'd like to say is that the folks that I work with, the men that I work with, are not what you see the, the typical bros in tech. I mean, good people. So yes, I know that there are issues of that women face in tech, 
just like in other industries. But for the most part, what I was experienced was that women and girls were really not giving themselves the opportunity to try tech. So the idea really came from one, if girls are self-selecting at ninth grade, maybe we have to take a look a little bit earlier, which is how the idea of working specifically with middle school girls began. Wow. And then the other that piece from Keep going and, and, and keep continue. sure. Impressive. And then in the other piece that I had this really great indication of I'm working in the developer community and what I was finding were that other people, women that I knew who were in the community plus men, when I would start talking about this, they all agreed with me. Why were there not more women? They didn't understand and they wanted to be part of the solution. So here I had these people who had expertise in technology. Maybe they weren't teachers. So how can we bring these two communities together? What was bridging the gap? And then, you know, so many times people want to help, but they don't know how. So if you can give them an easy way to participate and give them not only an easy way to participate, but also a meaningful way to participate as a volunteer, you're going to help them feel like they've given back and given back meaningfully. So we, we needed to create that experiential piece for the volunteers as well as the girls. So that's where the idea of creating these workshops that we call tech shops. And we made it, you know, I'm not going to go into the entire founding story because I could, but we have limited time here. So over a period of trial, starts and stops, but what we really realized was if we gave these short interactive workshops pre-COVID, of course, everything was done in person because we felt forming community of girls meeting other girls who were interested or thinking that they were interested in tech before they changed their minds with instructors who were enthusiastic and knowledgeable of the different technologies that were out there. So the other thing that we were seeing is there's bias, this misunderstanding that tech is only about coding. It's, that's only part of the story. So these girls were making a decision about tech without having the entire story. And so I agree with I, you. I think that's true in so many industries. I think there's so many different aspects and faucets of even in our financial industry. People assume, well, I'm not going to be a trader or I can't be. I don't really want to do the advice. But there's analytics. There's so many different facets of even in the mathematics field and, and I think even in the STEM fields across the board that I'm not yeah. sure we in an educational aspect are able to showcase in, in some ways. But when I'm listening to you, this has been a journey. And I think that so many times when someone has an idea that's going to empower others, we are, have a false notion that we're going to start it and it's just going to be an easy road. And from uh, when, you, when you're describing it, you can really sense and feel that this has been a real pilgrimage and journey for you guys and what works and what doesn't work and questioning and trying to explore and turn rocks over almost to see why, why this happens at the ninth grade type level. So I think this is an important point for people to understand. One, and this is me personally, as I've gotten older, there are definitely, there are ideas that are, that are in my head, but taking an idea to its next step is really hard. Not every idea that's floating in my head actually comes out to be like something that becomes solid. 
But what happened to me at a point in my life was I began to not be afraid of taking an idea, putting it out there, and failing. And failure is not a bad thing because so many people will say, oh, I had this idea, woulda, coulda, shoulda. So at some point I said, no woulda, coulda, shoulda in my life anymore. I'm going to test it. If it doesn't work, I learned something. It's actually not a failure. It's just something that didn't work. And those are those are different things. Um, I, I can't agree with you more. Even within our marriage, we started businesses, and we always say the ones that we learned the most from and created the most success in the future were the ones that didn't succeed. And I think we call it like the best degree you can earn um, more than masters and PhDs. We always call it the school of hard knocks. And I think that's exactly yeah. what you're describing. But in addition to the work with Tech Girls, you also, as the CMO of Chariot Solutions and the founding board member of the Philly Startup Leaders, when we were reading your resume, you as a role model to these young women who are looking at you, when you think about it, how do you balance all those different roles and remain creative and feel like I'm not so exhausted that I'm going to burn out? Because I think that as women, we tend to do that. We're sometimes I'm trying to hold down roles at home, we're, we're trying to give back to society, we're trying to start businesses, and you seem to be the ultimate role model of someone that is juggling all those. So I would just, I think I, along with other women that are listening, would be curious of how do you balance all those roles? Okay, so first, let's just be clear, there was only one <laughs> point where that Venn diagram was sort of all at the same time. So there was a point where I was starting Tech Girls and Philly startup leaders, but that was much further down the road, and I was beginning to sunset off of that. My responsibilities weren't as much. So, I mean, it sounds, it's a lot, but they're, not everything was happening at the same time. And, you know, I want to be clear right now that Tech Girls, 18 months ago, it might be a little bit longer, we were <laughs> able to have it acquired by a larger nonprofit that was in our space. It was, I was sitting on their board. And they acquired Tech Girls, and now I'm on the board. I do some advice, so that day-to-day piece is not there. But I did work a. Lo- I work a lot. I mean, it's just I do work a lot. But one of the things that I think is really important, and I was just reminded of this, and I almost wanted to start like this hashtag on on Twitter when RBG passed away, and I don't know if you've seen the documentaries. One of the reasons she is who she is is because she had this supportive partner. So her husband was extremely supportive of her. And they had a they had a partnership. And if you've heard Cheryl Sandberg say what is an important piece of her success, it was her husband who had unfortunately had passed away. But I think it's really important. So the hashtag would have been who's your Marty for working women. So I'm really, really fortunate that I have a supportive partner who, one, deals with the fact that he has a partner who has all these ideas that she needs to sort of come and see through fruition. But, you know, it it is about sharing. I have two children, two boys, which is also sort of the joke that, you know, I'd, I'd work with all men. I come home to all men. We raised them together. I, I had somebody at our at home who was extremely helpful. I was fortunate that we were able to have somebody who could help us. 
as the boys were growing up and really was with us for a while. That That's part of sort of the network of finding how you can make this work. Because I personally believe it is important. Working is an important piece of who I am from a fulfillment standpoint, but also from a financial standpoint. And I'm sure you agree with me on this one. It is important for women to have financial independence, even within a marriage. Yeah, so I know we're, we're veering off the topic a little bit, but if I just go back to the discussion of balance is hard. There are days where my friends and I would always say that your life is a three-legged stool. It is family, work, friends. And the stool for most of your life is not in balance. Something is going to give. And you can be okay with that. Yeah, I agree. In fact, our firm is trademarked Faith Family Firm, and we always say in that order. And faith is not a religion. It's more just believing there's something greater than ourselves. And whether that be, you know, taking time for yourself on a Sunday and walking along the water or praying or whatever that is, but there's something better than who we are and family, because most of us are raising children. I raised four of them. And I I agree with you. I think teamwork is, I could not have done it without my husband. I think we were a team. And that team created great role models for our children who now have married. And I noticed they are teams. And the last one was firm. We always say in that order because our view was in that three-legged stool that you talk about, if those two aren't healthy or have huge issues, that last one wouldn't be successful because in order to come and to build something and to put your your mind to it, but you're right, you aren't going to do everything perfect every day. But I think the key is with those three things to have a balance. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I think, I don't think you digressed at all in this conversation. I think it's critical to something that you've created. But I I would like to ask you one more question. And that is, we usually summarize our podcast by giving advice. But in your case, I would love you to give advice to the young women or the moms of young girls or the grandmoms of young granddaughters who are interested in pursuing careers in technology. Because I find it very interesting that we started this conversation where you said you were in marketing. And now look what you have done to contribute to the industry and the sector of technology. So I can't think of a better person to answer that question. You don't necessarily have to be in technology, but how? what would you tell a young woman who is interested in pursuing a career in technology, but as you say, doesn't have that support network to explore appropriately? You know, I think that if you'd asked me this question 15 years ago, my answer would be a little bit different. Technology is an accelerant of what is happening in our world. And certainly during this period of the pandemic, we have seen that become more apparent. But one of the things that I think we have to have a discussion about is a technologist versus what I hate this word. And and I was just on a call before this. I'm going to say techie, but I mean, somebody who is the doer of the technology is actually like the mechanic. I'm a technologist. I have to understand technology. Otherwise, I can't market it. I can't explain it. I can't sell it. And I can't connect the dots in terms of partnerships. And I can't do my job. I understand technology within the space that Chariot habits. So also what has happened over the last, let's just say, 15 years, 
what technology has become and what it means is very, very different than what it was 15 years ago, 50 years ago. We know that the cell phone, the smartphone, iPhone, Android phone, is only 12 years old. So think about that. 12 years ago, there was not an iOS developer. There was not an Android developer. There wasn't somebody who was creating graphics for games on a mobile phone or thinking about how the product on a mobile phone would look like. There wasn't anyone doing search engine optimization for ads. That's a technologist. We weren't talking about cybersecurity. There is an intersection now between doctors and medical and healthcare field and technology. I just read an, an article about farmers and agriculture and technology. So it's an end. So as parents, moms, dads, grandmoms, grandpas, aunts, uncles, teachers are really helping girls understand the breadth of what they can do with, with technology. It is about creativity. It's about solving problems. It is not just about code. So if we were able to better explain and show what is available through doing, it is going to give them a better understanding of what is possible for them. You know, and that I, is I what we can, that's what we continue to see, and I hope that we'll continue to see as you know, Tech Girls is going virtual now. And the community is now virtual, not just because of what's happening. So what I would say beyond Tech Girls, for parents is also you're going to have to advocate for your girls because there's still people out there who believe that girls are not good at math and science and they're not good at tech. And we have to work also not only about creating the opportunities, but also making sure that society is not stopping your young girl in your life from being what they want to be. I couldn't agree with you more. This has been such a powerful podcast in that you have shared so much with the listeners of things that they can do. And also, I think the gift that we had in listening to your journey is that we need to become more aware and more cognizant of our surroundings and things that are happening and opportunities that we might have within each of our industries to enhance that. So I, I want to thank you so much, Tracy, for joining us today. Really appreciate all that you've shared. And congratulations on Tech Girls, because I think, if nothing else, you should be very proud of what you started from scratch and where it has grown and where it will continue to go. So congratulations. Thank you. And thanks for having me. And I'm so thankful for the team that helped move Tech Girls from that idea into what it's become today. And, and you, ha you can be very proud of that. And, and I'm sure that they would say the same thing if they were on this podcast um, for all that you have contributed. So thank you. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure to subscribe to us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. Join us for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.